Hello and welcome back to the Future Work Life Podcast and episode three of this series focused on Work-Life Flywheel, my book which was published at the beginning of this year. So it's November 2023, it's about 18 months after I started writing the, this book and it's three and a half years after the first COVID lockdown when so much of the change that I write about was accelerated. Now I, if we rewind to that point, had never written anything really outside of a work email but I've spent the last three and a half years spent a lot of time talking to various different types of people writing about the experiences interviewing people on this podcast and then writing the book myself um, and, but one of the best insights I had and this is where I start this chapter which is talking about harnessing the work revolution one of the best conversations the thing that I keep coming back to was with Alison Bourne Gates he's a general partner of Semperverance which is a uh, venture capital firm and she introduces me to the idea of flipped work now if you've worked um in uh, education institutions if you have indeed just been educated and been in the university higher education system over the past 15 years you probably recognize flipped education as the way you work but you know rewind 20 years when i was at university it wasn't really how it worked now so let me explain so when i was at university i spent most of my time in lecture theaters or seminar rooms We'd do a lot of the learning there. Of course, we'd go away. You know, we'd write um, our essays, our dissertations, but a lot of the time is spent congregating together in person. And of course, as digital um, communication and techniques have improved, we've kind of shifted the way we work. And organizations like the Khan Academy and General Assembly have taken this idea of learning and moved it online. And the idea of flipped education is that you can study online at your own pace. When you come together... That's when you discuss ideas, critically think about other people's points of view, challenge one another, and also get the advice of your coaches or your tutors. Alison cleverly applied that idea to work before COVID, and it quickly became clear that that was essentially how things were evolving. And, you know, now... Three and a half years on, have we settled on the exact way we're working? We're all, you know, we're all going to settle on for the next 20 years? Of course not. There's still loads of debate. There's people in different camps, people who still believe we should be back in the office full time. There are others who just can't see past the idea of fully distributed and remote work. And of course, most people are somewhere in between. And actually, if you look at the most recent data, I've had various people talking about this on the show over the past six months. Most of the data suggests that companies are settling on a hybrid, usually a 3-2 idea, three days in the office, two days at home, or the opposite of that. But regardless of the specifics, most companies are kind of landing on this idea that a few days a week, people come into the office and work together, and then the other days they work at home. So at least what we've got is some recognition that flexibility is important, and also recognition that people's expectations from work have changed. Most people are just demanding that they work from home at least some of the time. So last thing to say on this is to probably say what's new. You know, what's happened since I wrote the book? Well, as uh, people have adjusted to a new way of working and settled in this hybrid work, it hasn't meant problems go away. In fact, actually, some of the problems which existed beforehand, the lack of skills for managers to be able to effectively manage teams, have become exacerbated because we've got a new variable here, you know, when and where people work. Um, and that's creating problems in culture um, because we're unable to meet the expectations of employees because managers don't have the skills. So first of all, we need to focus on improving the skills of, uh, of managers. 
The other thing is communications. There's often a bit of a disconnect between what individuals feel like they're contributing um, and what uh, companies, not necessarily recognizing that they're contributing, but are able to see. So within most organizations I'm speaking to, unless you're in a role which clearly defines success, you know, things like sales, in some cases in you know, programming development roles, there's a disconnect, I think, sometimes in being able to actually manage productivity and contribution. Now, we need better ways of doing that. We need better ways for individuals to be able to tell the story about the contribution, the value that they're making. Something I'm working on personally at the moment as well. And they're going to be some of the key problems to solve over the next few years. So thanks again for listening to episode three of this Focus on Work Life Flywheel. Tomorrow, I'll be back to talk about how you can reimagine your career.